0: In a boost towards investment and job creation, the capital expenditure outlay in budgetary estimates 2023 24 has been increased to 10 lakh crore. With a definite push towards increased capital expenditure, what does budget 2023 24 have for India Inc., and what would be the sectors to look out ahead in the coming year? Business Lines' Thomas K. Thomas gets us India Inc.'s perspective of the Union Budget 2023 24. Hello, sir. Welcome to BL Podcast. Hi, Siddharth. Good to be back. So this budget has brought about many announcements so what were the announcements there for the corporate sector in this budget yeah so that, so
1: there were not many big ticket uh, announcements for the corporate sector specifically but overall i think the budget you know so it seeks to build on the foundation that has already been laid by this government and the objective i think is to provide stability some continuity and uh, you know there's a focus on improving ease of doing business and augmenting domestic value addition uh, for manufacturing. So there were some measures like uh, boosting agricultural credit, promotion of cooperative sector, support of MSMEs, tourism got some announcement, and then there was some uh, announcement for uh, green energy. But I think the big takeaway in this budget would be the the capital investment, uh, which has been used as a key driver of growth and employment. So here, the outlay has been increased by around 33% to 10 lakh crore. The industrial GVA for FI23 is projected to be around 4.1%. This is largely driven by, you know, government measures like Make in India and the product-linked incentive scheme. Also, the budget is, you know, has also laid stress on increasing the consumption where they have, by by adjusting the tax slab rates, and also by bringing the minimum tax cap from 5 lakh to 7 lakh, they have sought to ensure higher disposable incomes with taxpayers. And the hope here is that consumers will use the additional money that they will get to buy consumer durables, auto, and things like that.
0: Any focus areas that the
1: government is keen to give a push this year? Yeah, I think so. The 10 lakh crore capital investment is the big focus area where, you know, infrastructure development into roads, highways, and other areas will start a virtuous cycle. And this will trigger a multiplier effect. So this will also provide employment. And you know, when you increase capital outlay by 33%, it will also serve as a catalyst for increased consumption. So this is the also the highest capex hike right, because it is now estimated to be around 3.3% of the GDP in FI24. Clean energy is another focus area of the budget. They have provided around 35,000 crore uh, for energy transition. There is also a target to achieve green hydrogen production of 5 MMT by 2030. So the National Green Hydrogen Mission has been given an outlay of, uh, of 19,700 crore. So this will hopefully drive that transformation. As I mentioned that there's also a focus on easing the you know, ease of doing business. So there are about 39,000 compliances which have been introduced and some 3,000 legal provisions have been decriminalized. So this will hopefully encourage establishment of new businesses. The other sort of SOP is for the EV industry where the lithium-ion cell battery exemption from uh, the import duties so the import duty has been reduced from 21% to 13% so hopefully evs will get cheaper uh, post this so these are some of the areas and tourism also has got some interesting announcements so tourism as you know was in the you know was one of the biggest impacted due to the covid pandemic so that has also been the focus in the in, the, in this budget
0: How will the extension of the concessional uh, corporate tax till uh, 2024
1: help newly incorporated companies? Yeah, so India had uh, slashed corporate taxes rates to 22% from 30% for existing companies and to 15% to 25% for new manufacturing companies in 2019. So this had made the the tax rate for new manufacturing companies as one of the lowest in the world. Uh, However, many companies had sought an extension of the lower tax rate by a year uh, due to the COVID disruption. So many companies could not uh, start their manufacturing and therefore felt that if there is an extension by one more year, they will be able to claim this lower tax rate. So the FM has uh, agreed to that. So uh, this has been extended by uh, one more year. What this means is the effective tax rates for new companies. Would be around 17%, including surcharge. Uh, so this along this has to be viewed along with the PLI scheme, because you know, many companies will take at least two to three years to start manufacturing. And these are typically very capital-intensive sectors, you know, like mobile phone manufacturing, electric battery manufacturing, consumer durables. So the 17% tax rate for new investment, I think, is one of the most competitive globally, and India will see a huge benefit from this in the coming years
0: has budget 2023 24 given enough priority towards infra telecom given that there's a massive digital push this coming year so i'll just focus
1: a little bit on telecom and digital so telecom you know per se has never received any sops or any uh, you know relaxation in the budget because typically what happens is telecom decisions are taken uh, through a consultation process by TRAI which goes to DOT and then the cabinet so a lot of the telecom reforms announcements happens outside the budget. So we saw a package which was announced last year. I've covered a budget now for you know, nearly 22 years, and you know I've never seen uh, any specific proposal coming for telecom. But this year there were a couple of uh, announcements. So one of them, I think, <clears throat> which caught my eye was uh, this plan to set up 100 R&D labs for developing products based on 5G technology. So this is interesting because you know 5G technology, unlike say 3G or 4G is much more than mobile phones. So they're talking about connecting machines, industrial applications, you know it can be used for healthcare, things like that. But uh, although technology is there, uh, government has auctioned the spectrum and operators are uh, in operation uh, have launched services. There is no clarity on how this technology can be used for non-mobile applications. So this hundred R&D labs will go a long way to drive this development of usage of 5G. This intervention is uh, very you know, rightly timed and uh, this will benefit not just technology companies who will start developing services using 5G but also... This will benefit telecom operators because this will be like an added revenue opportunity for them as more and more, you know, machines and uh, industrial applications dev- get developed, they will be able to provide more types of services, not just mobile services. So that's, uh, you know, one good for the telecom service as far as digital is concerned, there were a whole, whole host of announcements. Um, so, and this, this that's across uh, platform sectors. They announced a lot of uh, digital initiatives for the agri sector. Uh, For example, there was an announcement on a unified Skill India digital platform and Pradhan Mantri, Kaushal, Vikas Yojana aimed at demand based uh, formal skilling. Then they also announced setting up three centers of excellence for uh, using uh, AI and making AI work for India. So, as you know, artificial intelligence. Uh, you know, is is the new buzzword in the tech space, uh, but here again, uh, the area is so vast. Uh, you need to be focused on how to use this AI in different aspects of life. So, be it agri, be it health, be it education. So, these three centers of excellence will be a good initiative where the industry, tech players, uh, companies, the service providers, they can all come together. And kind of work on, on on a platform on which will enable India to develop AI specific uh, applications. Recently, Satya Nadila was here in India, so he spoke about how India is already the hub for AI talent. He said there are the number of developers in India uh, working on AI is the largest in the world. So you already have the talent base. So this kind of platform will kind of help in developing applications going forward that there were other announcements like, you know, there was one uh, announcement of setting up data embassies in gif cities. Uh, so this is another interesting one. Uh, so data embassies is basically, uh, you know, and enable uh, countries to locate their entire data in servers out of Gibbs city, right? So uh, you could you have heard of disaster recovery, uh, you know, so if at all, uh, you know, a country gets attacked, you know, nowadays cyber attacks, cross-border cyber attacks is very common. So, having a sort of a data embassy located in some other country is a is is, is something which is being explored globally. A lot of com- countries are now setting up infrastructure to be uh, to become enablers of these data embassies. So, India has got a great opportunity here to become uh, you know become these uh, these hosts of data embassies for different countries or companies. So this is another great initiative. Uh, I think I'll just mention one more about uh, Digi Locker. I think that's another good initiative because now large businesses and MSMEs they can start storing and sharing documents online. Authorities, regulators, banks, you know, efficiency of operation will you know go up dramatically with this DigiLocker. Locker. So these are some of the uh, you know interesting applica- or announcements as far as digital and telecom is concerned. Infrastructure, uh, which I mentioned in my earlier part, I think there's a lot of focus in infrastructure. Uh, the outlay, of course, the 33% increase itself is, is massive. The railway capex um, you know, is, is 15% higher. That's uh, you know around 2.0 lakh crore uh, has been budgeted for the railways. Uh, then there are other initiatives where the government has extended the 50-year interest-free loan to states uh, with an outlay of rupees 1.3 lakh crore, basically aimed to boost infrastructure. Uh, then there's this uh, announcement to set up a urban infrastructure development fund, uh, which, which will aid urban infrastructure in tier two and three cities. Uh, so as of now, a lot of focus is on urban top tier uh, cities in India, uh, you know, is, is in focus. Uh, not much of infrastructure is being done other than roads, uh, it's been done in tier two and three so possibly this uh, this this fund will help in developing these infrastructure in smaller towns and cities then there is also 100 critical transport infrastructure projects uh, for last mile and first mile connectivity for ports coal steel fertilizers food grains uh, so an, an investment of around 75000 crore has been allocated for these projects and out of this 15000 crore will come from the private sector these are some of the you know, interesting uh, announcements which has come in the budget for the infrastructure space. How has India
0: Inc. reacted? What is the general consensus regarding the budget and has any new
1: concerns popped up? Yeah, so India Inc. largely has reacted in a very positive way. Every commentary that has come, I have come across hails the budget as growth-oriented and you know, as a balanced budget. Having said that, I would, uh, you know, add that, you know, I've seen in all budgets or any uh, policy related announcements, corporates are largely cagey about, you know, coming out and saying openly if they have any disappointments or if there is any any proposal which will they don't like or any proposal they would have liked. Largely, they come out with positive statements. So, and I don't blame them for that. So, you know, if that's the way it is. But to my mind, I think there are a couple of expectations, you know, in my private conversations with companies. So they were all expecting some form of an announcement on the idea of introducing global minimum tax. So the OECD has proposed corporate minimum tax of 15% uh, across the globe. And this basically is aimed at discouraging countries from, you know, becoming tax competitors through lower taxes or, you know, moves that would... So you have these countries which are tax havens, right? Uh, because they give very low tax rate or zero tax rate. So a lot of companies move into these countries or regions to operate. So this was a proposal floated by the OECD to balance out the global ecosystem. So there was some expectation that India would also adopt this 15% tax because you know Europe and others have uh, announced it. So that was one thing that was missing. And I think also the other point uh, which I could pick up was uh, there was uh, some expectation on simplification of taxes uh, you know there's a whole gamut of withholding tax provisions and uh, th- recently there have been tax on, on around perquisites e-commerce crypto transactions then there was some expectation on streamlining the capital gain regime so these are some things which uh, the corporates were hoping to get but uh, did not receive but as i said you know some of sometimes no news is good news In a way that, in a sense that there was no negative news. So that's why I think largely the corporates were quite happy.
0: And with this, we'll end our podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, Siddharth. Until next time, this is Siddharth signing off.